This is Ashley Kelch, and you are listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 33. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Renegades, renegades, renegades. What is going on? Well, I can tell you, if you've been listening, you know that I've been doing all the podcasts about feeling into these low vibes and emotions that we're experiencing and learning how to allow them rather than avoid or resist them. The feels from guilt and grief to anger and anxiety. As a person who practices thought work, I've admitted that I am not in a state to force or manufacture happy positivity thinking right now. It just doesn't feel authentic to my experience, and there's nothing wrong with that. To hold space for yourself to feel what it is that you're feeling and to be curious about the thoughts causing the feelings is where we want to be. However, I sometimes feel that I can be a little self-indulgent spending too much time thinking about why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And I look at myself in the situation, I'm like, okay, so now you see your pain. You understand the thought causing it. Are you processing this or are you sitting and swimming in it? Sometimes we humans can get a little comfortable in our down feelings. We feel comforted by the familiar feeling of sad. I personally have to be mindful not to get stuck here. I can get a little hot and heavy with doom and gloom and dark and devastated. I'll get all booed up like lovers no one knows about and I'll hide away in my room for days, snuggling it, giving it all my attention finding our favorite snacks and movies. It gets downright delicious until it's not. Which is why I love thought work, Renegades. It keeps you actively engaged and present. It keeps you accountable. I don't lose myself to life circumstances the same way that I used to. I think we've all had our work cut out for us this year, though. As humans who do the work, we're facing obstacles and adversity, be it external and internal or internal, and witnessing our brains react and respond in a way we never have. What used to work to overcome this adversity, to motivate us to keep showing up, may not be as compelling or have the same allure, especially when it comes to thinking about the future. No one knows what the fuck is happening in the world, and we can't seem to think past next week. Literally, you, myself, most everyone, we can't say if our kids are going to college this fall, attending high school, I had at one time thought about, you know, leaving Austin once my kids had graduated and went to college and I was making travel plans. And now we don't even know if we can leave our houses, let alone if places will be open to go to if we left the houses and moved. People don't know what they'll be doing for work, if they can date. Everyone I talk to has basically stopped in their tracks. Even those who have work are suspicious. In the past, I've relied on a concept called future focus to help me stay on track with my plans and goals, what have you. You can listen to that on episode 18. It's actually called future focus plus feeling. But in short, when we decide to set goals or plans for the future, our brain will present us with a plethora of reasons of why we can't or why we can, why we should or why we shouldn't. And it's usually all based on our past experiences and accomplishments. This often limits our potential and growth. Our brains are wired to seek pleasure, avoid discomfort, and be efficient. Setting goals challenges that system. 
using future focus and thought work, you can overcome your greatest obstacle, which is your brain. Right now, trying to think about the future and make plans is like trying to shift gears and things are changing in a way that I've not experienced before. I don't know if I need to downshift or speed up. And it's like just grinding it out in the gears. And there's a lot of noise and the cars jerking around and that shit's about to stall out. That's my brain. So this moment right now is actually forcing me to stay present in the now and not in some unforeseen make-believe future. When I approach my decision-making from this mindset, it eliminates any hemming and hawing. There's no brain fatigue to be had. Maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. Spending brain energy and time going back and forth. It's more like, here's where you are and what you've got. What are you going to do now? It's all math and no drama. There's no wrong answer for me. There's no I fucked up. It's things are changing and I'm making decisions based on the information I have in front of me. And that could change. And that's okay. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Maybe I'm in cruise control. There's only one speed. Get into it and settle into the ride. Pay attention to the road. Take in the scenery. The only thing you need to know is you're moving forward and where you're going is the state of exactly where you're supposed to be for your greatest good. You will arrive right on time. I'm staying present rather than forcing plays. I'm being mindful to remain optimistic. And to stay actively engaged in forward movement, I'm practicing manifestation. Rather than choosing to use future focus where I hone in on a result or destination and work towards it, I'm simply deciding how I want to feel in my future peaceful, in love, content, secure, total baller, what have you. And I'm just practicing feeling it now, in real time. You've all heard of manifestation. It's the act or process of becoming manifest, the embodiment of an intangible or variable thing, as in bringing something that doesn't exist into existence. What you think you create, where your attention goes, your energy flows. If you aren't paying attention to what you are thinking, you are subconsciously creating from default. This is why I'm offering, we combine manifestation with thought work. Thought work keeps you aware. It keeps you conscious to your storylines and behaviors. You can be purposeful with your thinking. You can honor your feelings while actively generating new thoughts and feelings. You can think on purpose and create new behaviors and storylines and stay out of old ones that don't serve you. Manifestation gets you out of your head and into your heart. You can stop thinking and just focus on feeling without attachment to outcomes or results. You can ditch the stories, the narrator, the ego. You can just feel into. This work brings me closer to home, to my source. With manifestation, it can be as simple as it feels good, focus on that. If it doesn't feel good, don't. In my episode, Just My Imagination, I talked about how I'd been using my imagination to create worry, problems, and stress. My therapist once told me that if we ever needed anyone to find all the things that could possibly go wrong with walking out the front door, that that person was me. (laughs) This is a skill I'm proud to say I have mastered. He never once suggested that I could use my imagination for the opposite, which I find to be completely rude. It took me three more years of suspenseful soap opera reality style thinking to figure it out on my own. It is said that imagination is one of the human's most advanced faculties. When you are imagining an experience, your brain doesn't know it's not real. 
You see the images and you feel all the feels you associate to what you are thinking, visualizing, imagining, and you create the experience with your mind. We want to start utilizing your imagination in a positive way because you are manifesting your reality. We have this tool that gives us the ability to create the images in our mind to create from. This tool can be used for our futures. Imagining a better future for yourself, setting goals, dreaming, is a spiritual practice. You dream up an idea or you see yourself doing or being a way you've never been, and you can imagine things differently than the way they are. This evolves you. Wayne Dyer teaches a meditation on manifestation, and rather than visualizing or using images, you use sound to access your source and create the life you want. Not only is this an easy practice, it's very relaxing. It gives your brain a break. It settles your nervous system. There's a morning meditation and an evening one, 20 minutes each. He talks about how sound has power, that we can use it to bring together our analytical left brain that needs constant explanation with our heart space that is intuitive and operates on feeling. For your morning meditation, visualize your future and something you want. Just go there and then ask yourself, how does it feel when I have that? See yourself with it. What's going on in your mind? How does that feel in your body? Describe the sensation. Now, grab that feeling and ditch the rest of it. Get rid of all the images. Now, if you're like me and what I talked about earlier, looking into the future is a little tricky right now, and your brain sort of seizes up going there, you can just ask yourself how you want to feel. And you can rely on, if you want, in the past, when have I felt this way before? What happened that caused this feeling? See yourself in that moment and narrate the emotional response. Grab that feeling and again, get rid of the images in the story. You just want to focus on the feeling here, y'all. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to want to use the sound ah. And the reason that you're going to want to use the sound ah is because ah is the same sound as he says, If you look up all the different names of the creators, God, Buddha, Allah, Yahweh, and there's like 30, some of them, they all have one common sound, ah. This is tapping into the vibration of creation. Find yourself in a quiet seated spot. Take a few cleansing breaths. Bring your attention to your root center, your pelvic base, and you're going to want to pull your breath up through your channel, up through all your energy centers, also known as your chakras. This air is going to cleanse them. And as you breathe it out your mouth, make this ah sound and imagine the feeling, the one that you chose that you want to feel as you exhale ah and see it leaving your third eye. Sounds like a lot of steps, but it's not. I know you can handle this. Now, you'll know you have the right feeling in mind if you feel turned on. I don't necessarily mean turned on like that. However, you will feel turned on. And I'm serious. I was practicing this meditation earlier today and I was choosing my feelings and I was trying to embody them and I couldn't. It felt dull. It was like a wire was dead. There was just no energy to it at all. And I thought, this is so weird. Like, just imagine deeper, imagine harder. And again, flat, nothing, no sensation. So I dug in. I asked my questions. 
what would excite you right now? What personal possibilities turn you on? And bam, I felt my body light up when I pictured this one specific possibility. I described the feeling that I was experiencing in my body, and then I got rid of all the images and the outcomes. And I just sat there, breathing this energy up my channel, eyeing it out my mouth, feeling my heart, focusing on the energy out my seventh chakra, this third eye right between the brow. I was buzzing afterwards, renegades. I had tapped into it. Your evening meditation is the same. However, instead of awe, you want to chant om, which is the universal sound of gratitude. To be in the practice of gratitude for all that you already have keeps you in an abundant state of mind. So if you're not ready for all these ahs and ums, let me just offer you this, just to get your brain to start mulling over manifestation and your thoughts. I want you to consider getting Lib Grabhorn's book, Your Life is Waiting for You. She's sassy and she's bossy and I absolutely fucking love it. She's, <laughs> she's like, the recipe for creating anything is really quite simple. Take good or bad feelings, meaning positive or negative vibrations. Bake with varying degrees of emotion to increase magnetism. And here comes what we've attracted, like it or not. What we have focused on and how we have vibrated about it is what we have gotten from birth. She also says, if you give pure focused thought for 16 seconds on what it is you want, you will raise your energetic frequency to vibrate on the same frequency of the desired thing you're thinking about. So you want to be mindful of this, right? She goes on to say, whatever you include in your vibration for 16 seconds or longer is on its way to you, whether you like it or not. So when you're talking about all the things you don't want and flowing out only 16 seconds of feeling each time you talk about one of them, that thing has now become part of you, part of your everyday vibration. Pretty soon you're living in it, not liking it at all, vibrating it, talking about it, complaining about it, stewing over it, making an even stronger match to your daily vibration than it was in the first place. You are vibrating with the very thing you don't want. Renegades. This is why you want to practice this thought work. You want to choose how you want to feel. What desired feeling do you have? And practice feeling it for at least 16 seconds a day. Pure focus. We all have 16 seconds. And if that's all it's going to take to raise your vibration and your frequency, well, that's my kind of quickie. So what are you waiting for? Go manifest yourself some good vibes. Talk to you next week. Renegades, thank you for tuning in this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, please let me know. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and show it with a five-star rating and review. You can also head on over to my website, ashleymkelsh.com to sign up for my newsletter, leave your questions or comments, and just connect with me directly. I look forward to hearing from you.